I once heard someone say that one of the most difficult parts about life is that there are other people in it. I think there is really another side to that. While I do feel like that is sometimes true, I also believe that there is a truth about this that, you know, some of the greatest joys and some of the greatest moments in our lives and some of the greatest blessings that we have are due to the people that are in our lives as well. And I think this really just has a lot to do with where we are in life in any given moment and how we feel. And that changes constantly. When I really look at interpersonal relationships, I can see that it is one of the, it is probably the area of my life where mindfulness and mindful coping practice have impacted my life the most. And some of the most important truths that I have really been able to confront, and it is only because of having a greater level of awareness by practicing having a greater level of awareness. The beautiful part is is that it is very simple, but it does take practice, and this is available to any of us. We just have to be willing to do the practice. We just have to be willing to sit with our thoughts and be aware of them and be honest with ourselves about what it is that we're thinking, about what it is that we're feeling. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel great to have to do this, but what I have found is that it has increased the quality of my life dramatically. And I'll speak today to a few areas in which I have been able to internalize at least the most important lessons about interpersonal relationships that I have learned that have allowed me to have better and, you know, a better quality and more satisfying interpersonal relationships with other people because I'm not getting in my own way generally. And clearly there are times when I do, and that's where the mindfulness practice really comes in because I'm able to be aware of it, hopefully sooner than later, so that I can catch myself in the act of whatever it is that I am doing in terms of whatever it is I'm thinking about what it is that I'm feeling or how I'm reacting to something that someone is saying to me or doing to me, or it may just be that I think that they're doing something to me and they're actually not. Because just because I think that they are does not mean that they are. And I think it's probably, I started to really give a narrative of the ways in which I struggled. I will keep that really short in that the best way I could encapsulate this is, as someone who is quite introverted, people have referred to me as an extroverted introvert, I can actually be around people for periods of time and really be on, but it's not my natural state. And if, I, and if I do it for too long, I definitely at some point need to withdraw and really be by myself and to be able to kind of take care of myself and recharge. But the other side of the coin is I've also learned that if I stay withdrawn, and I've gone through periods and long periods in my life where I have done that, and it's very comfortable for me to live inside my own head. And to I've always been someone who's had the inclination to do a lot of deep thinking, to do a lot of study and and write and really folk you know really deeply focus on particular subjects. 
and really kind of withdraw away from the world. And I know that's not good for me either because I always find that the, the, the more that I do that and the longer that I do that, the more that I don't really feel like I'm living. It really does feed my chronic depression. The hardest thing for me to do is the best thing for me to do. Being around people, and what's amazing is many times when I'm around people, I feel the best. I feel the most alive. And that really is interesting for someone who is not really wired to do a lot of that. So by giving you a little bit of that background, I would imagine it would be very easy to see that some of the greatest struggles I've had in my life have been in my relationships with other people. It's probably fairly common. I would, I've talked to many people who have said the same thing, and not, not all of them or even a, a great percentage of them are chronically depressed or even struggle that, you know, that much with self-esteem issues. I think even people who are really not prone to that can still find that some of their greatest aggravations, some of their biggest disappointments, some of the things that have angered them the most and caused them the most frustration and difficulty in their lives have been their relationships with other people. And the only way, and this is what I think is the most important, if there was any sort of a a testimonial or to speak to the benefit of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice, it is that it has helped, though these practices have helped facilitate me being able to finally become aware of the things that I've struggled with with people in my relationships with other people the most. And then being able to cope with that in a way where is if I find myself as I'm communicating or around someone and I begin to start indulging in the habit you know the long you know the long-term habits of mind that I have cultivated and not willingly but a lot of most of it has been unconsciously I can then begin once I'm aware of it I can begin to cope with the ramifications of my own behavior before it gets out of control, before I have gone way too far down the road in acting a certain way or not acting in a certain way that is really self-defeating. And that has been really what has helped me the most. And I, if I look at the areas in which I have struggled the most, and, then, and by no means can I say that I... And not, you know, I can't say that I'm immune to these things today because I'm not. And the only thing that really supports me and helps me make sure that I don't unconsciously begin to indulge in these behaviors is that I've got that mindful awareness that, you know, that has been practiced. Doesn't always mean I'm going to be aware of it immediately in the moment if I start to go down that road, although sometimes it does mean that. And that's fantastic when it works out that way. But I know that even if it takes, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 20 minutes or 5 minutes to realize, you know, there I go again, I'm doing this again. I know that I'm much better off having practiced mindfulness than if I didn't do that at all. Because then I would be completely lost. And I was for many years completely believing everything I was thinking about what people were saying to me, about what they were doing to me or not doing for me. And going into, you know, 
encounters with other people in ways that were very self-defeating. The first of which would have certainly be as far as the you know as far as the top four would be that, and I'm thinking it's four would be the first one would be that you know having an agenda of some sort you know having some sort of desired outcome or what some people refer to as an end game now i do want to say that this is not really this is not what i would refer to as an evil agenda this is really just a matter of being human and i do really want to emphasize that point in many cases you know many of us who find ourselves engaging in this kind of behavior having an agenda of some sort it doesn't necessarily mean that it's evil or bad if if there's anything that's not beneficial about it is that it is us really being assumptive about who we think someone is and who we think we are and what we think someone can do for us or what they can bring us and then if it's something that we want from them there's something that we are wanting to get from them And then the part about having the desired outcome is we decide that we know what is best. We want the situation to end up this particular way. No matter what the circumstances are, if we have already kind of predetermined that in our minds, we are doing ourselves and them a really great great disservice. And I've done it so many times. It's so human. Sometimes we encounter people, we meet new people and become acquainted with them, and there's a tendency to become really uh, fascinated with people. There is sometimes we find ourselves thinking that someone really has something for us. They have something they can teach us. They have some sort of example that we can aspire to be more like them. They can make us feel better about ourselves. And they can bring that to us, and we can find that it's much easier to expect them to bring that to us than it is for us to do that work ourselves, to be able to find the good things within ourselves, the things that can actually, you know, actually make us feel better about ourselves and have more joy and more meaning in our lives. So as we can see, it's very simple as humans to do that. And I think that what happens is, I know for me, what ends up happening is if I start down that road of having that agenda or that desired outcome, I then find that in almost all cases, because what happens at some point, whether it's, you know, two weeks later or two months later or two years later, I eventually finally see who that person really is. And it maybe can be, it most likely can be a gradual process. Sometimes it can be more immediate. At some point, though, it always ends the same. And that is that I finally find myself really not that interested anymore for one way. You know, the new has worn off. It's not as exciting as it used to be. And this is something that the more I, that I invest myself in believing I know who this person is that I'm interacting with and what they can bring to me or what they can do for me in my life that makes me feel better about myself in some way. I'm going to find that in most cases I am going I am going to eventually get to a place 
where I feel like it, you know, the new has worn off. And these are difficult places to be because everything in our lives that is new at some point is no longer new. And I heard someone say, I was listening to an interview the other day, and this particular person that had written a book recently about, you know, discipline and self-discipline was speaking to how, in many cases, it is very easy when the new wears off to just be done with something. And then we can find that we no longer really want to put the same effort and energy into whatever that is, whether it be a relationship with someone else, an acquaintance, a friend, uh, someone we're in a romantic relationship with, a business situation, a work situation, a particular project. And so there's a tendency to check out. And what I find interesting about this is, is that these things that I'm mentioning in terms of the, you know, what I call my, you know, my top list of setting myself up for eventual failure in terms of my relationships with other people, the, the, the ingrained mental habits that I can give into if I'm not careful and if I'm not more aware. That this really, this really can can be it. And what I find is is that a lot of this comes from me thinking, you know, that if I am thinking in my mind who I think that other person is, one of the things that goes along with that. If I am thinking any thoughts at all or finding myself thinking thoughts at all of who someone else is or having any idea in my head for who they are, I realize something else has to happen and it usually is unconscious. And one really, you can't really have one without the other. If I think that someone else is, if I think this is who they are, or I decide this is what they can bring to me, I also have to have to be harboring an idea in my head of who I think I am. It's really, really difficult to play this game inside our heads unless we are also making assumptions about who we are. And so now what really compounds this is not only am I really invested in who I think someone else is and what I think they can bring to me, I also have made assumptions about who I am. So when I'm, you know, relating to them interpersonally, there can become a pressure that I begin to feel that I need, you know, they're, I think they, this is who they are. I think this is who I am. And if I think this is who I am, this is the way that I need to be. In other words, I can't just, it, it's, it's, it is, it doesn't feel right. It feels a little bit scary to leave it to chance because I've already got an image inside of my head who they are or who I think they are. So I need to, you know, because I think this is who they are, this is the way that I need to act or this is the way that I need to behave. And what's amazing about it is the whole thing has to be orchestrated. It has to be planned. 
it's there's not a lot of room for spontaneity in this and it can be really disarming sometimes when we wake up and realize we have been mindlessly engaging in these behaviors and that we really have not been who we genuinely and authentically are in any given moment and where there is awareness if i can be if i can be aware i've got a much greater likelihood of stopping this before it ever starts or shutting it down before I get too invested in it and get too far down the road with it. The last one of these particular challenges that I've struggled with the most is, and there again, it's almost like each one of these feeds on the next one. It's almost like you can't have just none of these, at least for me, exist in isolation. It's almost like, in a way, it's almost like you know, you, know, you, have, you have to have one and then you build the next one on top of that one. And it really brings to mind, for me, kind of what I'd refer to as an infrastructure. You know, you think of something being built and then something being built on top of something else. And before you know it, you have an entire infrastructure that is based on something that is not really the truth. That is not really who we are. It's not really who the other person is. And we can find that suddenly... This is something that we're almost acting out in our own heads. It's like a drama that we are writing or a movie script that we are writing. And this can all happen inside our own heads. That is what is so unbelievably amazing about the human mind is that if we, if there is no level of awareness, and it doesn't mean that we're bad people or that so there's something wrong with us if we're not aware it's just that, you know, and that's why awareness has to be cultivated. It is a skill that has to be built. It's something that takes practice to become more proficient in it. And it also has to do with the way that we're wired. We have much of our brain power, much of our, capa- of our processing capacity of our brains are the unconscious part of our brains, what's referred to as the primitive brain or the limbic system. Whereas a much more recent development for humans has been what's referred to as the executive decision center, the prefrontal cortex of the brain, where we make conscious decisions about things. So a lot of these habits of mind really reside in our subconscious mind. And they are fed with and built on top of things that happened to us, previous traumas, things that happened to us as children, beliefs that were ingrained in us long, long ago. It also is built, all these things, this infrastructure is built upon things that have happened to us even in our adult life. You know, difficulties, things that have caused us pain, disappointments, disasters, whatever the case may be. And we can find that at some point we wake up to this and become more aware of it only to find that this has very little to do with the true reality of, of the situation. And so we have to be very gentle with ourselves and very kind to ourselves if we, as we continue mindfulness practice 
and continuing this particular type of work, this type of work on ourselves, to be very careful as we begin to start seeing any of these things. Because the worst thing that we can do to ourselves is to try to quickly dismantle it all. And it can put us really into, uh, you know, where we lose equilibrium. So we have to be very careful and very gentle with ourselves with this. The last one that I'm going to speak of is one that sometimes has really caused me a lot of pain and difficulty because it affects how I relate to other people and just to the world in general. And really, and really it affects how I, you know, where I see my place in the world. And that is that if I have really invested myself in deciding I know who someone else is, I know or feel like I know what they can bring to my life in some way. I have developed some sort of an agenda, some sort of a desired outcome for how I hope and want and need this relationship, whatever kind it is with someone, to go the way that I feel like I need it to go. And then if I also have gotten to a place where I realize that, you know, this can't go on forever, that ultimately with all things, you know, the new wears off. And then there is a tendency, as I had mentioned, to just kind of check out and, and, and be finished or be done with, you know, with, with, you know, with someone or with something that I am, am basically endeavoring to do with someone. The last part of this is, is one that I think is, is, is one of the most difficult ones. And it's something that has to be, it's a necessary ingredient in this infrastructure. And that is what we think people think of us. And sometimes, even though we maybe have actually, the new has worn off. And that is in a lot of cases where we finally do see the real person. We finally do start. And it's interesting because it's, it, the new wearing off of this has nothing to do with us. It is just the actual process of whatever is going on unfolding the way that it does. So it is the one part of this that we cannot control. The new wears off when the new wears off. And it generally always does because that's the way of the world. That's the way things work. But when we have, and with this last one, this is a tough one. Because we can become very, if we're really been invested in this, and if you can see why we're so invested in it, I mean, we've expended a lot of energy and a lot of internal resources, you know, coming up with an idea of who this person is, what they can bring to us. You know, we have all this desired agenda. We have all this desired outcome. We, you know, we want this to go a certain way. And at the same time, we can find that we can we can be concerned about what these people think of us. You know, I've already made my decisions about who they are. You know, I also need, I have some sort of an agenda for how I want them to feel about me. And that really kind of completes this. this that kind of brings this all together. There is this, if you've ever felt a concern about what someone thinks of you, whether it's someone you just met five seconds ago, or it's someone you've known for five years, this is a sticky one. And I have found that the more I've engaged in this practice, 
the more I've had to confront this and own up to it in many, many relationships that I've had with people. And it also can come up to someone that I happen to come across at the grocery store that looks at me a certain way. And then, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not aware, I can suddenly go right into starting to speculate, you know, they must think something's wrong with me. Here's what I think they think. But this one, it's really, it's really tough to have any of these others without this one. It's almost a, I think it's a required ingredient. And I know that what is best is to be aware that I am beginning to go down this road at all in any of these particular ways, that are the, the four ways that I have mentioned, if I can just be aware. And even though I've been aware of this for many years, it does not mean that I'm not going to find myself going down this road. I, I did it a couple of days ago. It's, it is, I don't know if we ever get to a point where we are immune to these things. I think these are more, you know, there are some of what I refer to as the stickier human tendencies. There's some of these that no matter what we do, we can find ourselves there right in the middle of it very, very easily. And it's because we're human. And the more that I'm embracing my humanness and the more I am accepting of the fact that I am prone to this sometimes and that I'm never going to be above it, I'm never going to be immune to it, it has really changed my life in a very powerful way. Because I now know that I used to think that just avoiding people and avoiding being around people in general would really be the best way for me to make sure that I did not behave in these ways. That I could spare myself the difficulty and the energy and the time that I would expend going through these gyrations only to find at some point that who I thought this person was is not at all who I thought that they were. That they really, it was not their responsibility to bring me anything that I could not bring for myself. I didn't have to live in fear I don't have to live in fear of the new wearing off and something not, you know, meeting meeting somebody that I'm not as fascinated with them as I was to begin with. It's inevitable. At some point, it's going to happen. If I know this person long enough, I'm going to know everything. I think everything about them. I don't know if we can ever know everything about someone, but that time is going to come. And if I know that these things can happen and will happen, I don't have to live in fear of them. That when I meet someone for the first time, I may very well be fascinated with them, but I don't have to build the entire infrastructure that will lead to suffering. And it will also lead to me having a a complete different relationship with this person in my own head that is not based in reality at all. And then when when things finally come crashing down, I will be able to get a dose of reality very quickly. And it's devastating. It really is. The more of this infrastructure that we've built, the more devastating it is. And when I pull all this together, I realize that I don't have to try to not do these things. Most likely, I'm probably going to find myself doing these things, going down these roads, probably for the rest of my life. 
but the mindfulness practice is really like a it's a it's like insurance i practice so that i can be more assured that i'm not going to build the entire infrastructure of this i'm not going to develop this entire storyline in my head and in this this you know write the script to a movie about a story that isn't real and doesn't exist because if i can really be in you know around people and get to know them for who they authentically and gen- genuinely are and if i can be who i genuinely am and authentically am i think that it will lead to me being able to have a life that is more meaningful there will be more joy and i won't have to chase it that's the thing i won't have to chase it so much I can actually just be who I am and let other people be who they are. And occasionally I'm going to catch myself trying to build this infrastructure and I'll simply shut the project down and be kind and gentle to myself and just realize I'm only human. It goes without saying that when you look at all of this in total, we're going to put ourselves in a much better position to be able to cope with any of the situations that we deal with people if we actually can be aware that we're starting to go down this road in any of these ways that I've spoken of that just really get in our own it's us getting in our own way and really in a lot of ways we are doing others not only we are certainly doing ourselves as well as others a tremendous disservice if we are not able to just be who we are and believe that we're enough and that they are enough. And things will unfold as they do. We will get to know them for who they are. We will see who that they are. We just All we have to do is be patient and let these things unfold as they do. And know that in some cases we may be disappointed. And that's okay too. We can cope with that. As long as we believe and have the the faith in ourselves that we can cope with it. It's just a matter of taking this one step at a time and being here and not somewhere else in our own heads. Being in in these relationships with people right here, right now. The way we really are and the way they really are. And with things being how they really are. We're really in a much better place when we do that. It's better for everyone. All parties involved if we do that.